Welcome once again to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us today as we're going to bring you a series of messages to encourage you to do what God wants every believer to do, and that is to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who do not know him. Do you care enough to share? Do you know that God has made you a minister of reconciliation? Do you know when to share, where to share, and how to share? Well, listen to these messages as we're going to encourage the body of Christ to get busy because the harvest is ripe, but the labors are few. Now join us today as we go into the Word of God and see what the Word is sharing with us about how to be effective in reaching others for Jesus Christ. I like more of the old-time religion songs. And somebody said the old-time religion songs is too old. We need some new songs. Somebody say they shout too much and make too much noise. And somebody else said they ain't making enough noise. They, they don't get with it. Somebody say the church is too big. And somebody else says too small. Somebody says too big. Nobody know me. Somebody says too small. Everybody know me. Somebody say the pastor preached too long. Somebody else say the pastor don't preach long enough. Somebody said, I don't like it when the pastor called people to come forward just to pray over them and do the prayer of salvation. They ought to just let that person make their own personal choice in their seat. That's a private matter. I don't want to hear the sinner's prayer one more time because I, I, that, that's a private. That shouldn't be public like that. Somebody else said, they're always asking us to tithe. I know, I know what the pastor going to say. If you got 100% giving, 10%. <laughs> you know, I need my money for the things that I got to get done. God know my heart. I would give it if I had it. And the list of complaints go on and on and on. And those people that come to church every Sunday and they just, as a routine, they complain that somebody walked by them and didn't speak. He walked by me, you didn't speak. You didn't look at me right. All of those kind of things. That's those old saints and old adults. But there's a solution for the believer who needs that church experience to be enjoyable as it should be. I got a solution for you tonight. This is what you need to do. Number one, bring a non-believer to church with you. Or bring a new believer to church with you. Bring somebody who don't know Jesus Christ. Invite them and you bring them and you sit right next to them on a Sunday morning. I guarantee you, you will begin to, to see things far differently when you bring in that new believer, that, that person that just gave their life to Jesus Christ. If they're not yet a believer, when you bring them, you know what you're going to do when you're in church? You're going to be praying that, they can, that the pastor's message is going to touch their heart. Father, I pray today that their ears are open, that the pastor's message will touch their heart. And then when, they, when the pastor gives the invitation, you're going to be praying, Lord, Lord, touch them and invite them to, to, to open their heart to receive you. That's what you're going to be doing. You ain't going to be looking around to see who's who looking at you and, and all that kind of stuff like that. You're going to become engaged. And if that person that you invite come to the Lord, now you're going to have the privilege and the joy of helping them to get going in their self, salvation journey and to spiritual maturity. You're going to help them because they're going to look to you and say, what do I do next? You're going to say, join me on Wednesday night. What do I need to do to grow? 
What do I need to do now that I gave my life to Jesus Christ? What's next? Is this going to end? A friend of mine called me and said, I just gave my life to the Lord. What's going to happen to me next? Is this it? Is this going to end? Am I gonna, this, this is this going to go away? Or am I going to lose what I just got? I said, no, no, I got to help you to grow now. You need to get in a place where you can grow. You need to hear the word of God. You need to read the word of God. You need to pray. You need to be with other believers, not the old ones, new ones. You don't, don't get with the old believers. Because they say, hey, you don't need to do all that. Just come. You ain't got to come on Wednesday night. Just come on Sunday morning. You can get what you get on Sunday morning. You don't need to come on Wednesday. You can pray at home. You ain't got to go to the prayer meeting. I'm talking about that other church, ain't I? Y'all can say amen. amen. <laughs> I don't do it like that. I don't roll like that. I don't roll like that. That new believer is just trying to say, what do I need to do? I want, I want more. I want, to, I want to go. You can tell people who, who are just passionate about the Lord. They'll come to church on time early and they'll sit on the front row if they have to. What are you going to say next? What are you going to say next? What are you going to say next? You know why we don't have that in church? Because we don't have any new believers coming to church. It's the same old people. And the same old people ain't worrying about, they don't want to sit on the front. They don't want to sit at the front. That's too close. I might have to go. <laughs> so I want to sit back here so I can sneak out and nobody see me. Because I ain't planning on staying that long. They don't want to sit on the front. I remember when I came to the Lord. You know where I wanted to be? I had my Bible. I was on the front row. Because I want to hear the word of God. I want to hear what's going on. I was the first one there. And I want, you remember when you used to be that way? Remember when you used to be that way? You remember when you used to be that way? No, it's been that long. You don't even remember. You remember when you used to be excited about God? What happened? It's been so long since there's been a new baby in the house, you don't know what to do when you got a new baby. I got quiet in here. But that's what we ought to do. You get enough new believers in here that's asking you to, uh, what does this scripture mean and what do I do next? You ain't got time to complain about what the, what's happening in the church. Let somebody bring uh, four or five toddlers over your house. You ain't going to be complaining about nothing. You're going to be running around trying to change one diaper, get the other one fed, make the other one sit down. And by the time they come and pick them up, you're going to be so tired, you're going to go right to bed. You ain't going to call nobody on the phone, be gossiping and doing all that. You get enough new believers you got to take care of. You ain't going to be calling nobody talking about, honey, you didn't hear what happened at church? You're going to say, Lord, let me go to bed. These new believers is wearing me out. They asking me what this scripture mean. What the, now I got to study. Now I got to, now they, they told me that, where's that book I had at the, at the Bible Institute? Now they had boot camp, didn't they? You need to go to boot camp. That's what you're going to tell them. <laughs> like taking a child to Disneyland, when you have a new believer hanging out with you, you will see and hear things in a new way and through their eyes. Watch them process the word of God for the first time. Watch them discover the joy of worship and the joy of prayer for the first time. They're they looking around and say, oh, that's the way you do that. I want the new believers to sit up here because I don't want them to sit back there watching the seasoned saints doing like this, doing praise and worship. <laughs> Counting the lights. Oh, that light's on, that light's on. 
How much longer we got to stand up here, man? Let's see, that's why I don't come this time. I don't come to about 1020, 1035. They ought to be through by now with all that singing and can on. Sit all the new believers up front because I don't want to see all that stuff going on behind them. You'll, be, you, you, you'll see the conversation. You'll hear those conversations after church when they're asking you a question about the Bible. So, so what did the pastor mean when he said that God is able to do more through me than I can ask or think or imagine? What does that, that mean? He said something about the power working in me. What kind of power are they talking about? You got that power? Well, or uh, He said, the pastor said something about some power, Holy Ghost power. Tell me about the Holy Ghost power. Well, I, you, you need to call the pastor, add the pastor. Did you go to this church? How long you been going here? I've been here 12 years. Well, he said something about some Holy Ghost power. What's, what's that? See, that new believer can revitalize you and your excitement for serving the Lord. You will realize you know a lot more than you think about the Bible when you got to start answering that question. All of the sermons and the Bible studies will pay off when you have to put out what, you, what's been, what you've taken in. Listen to this. New believers are the lifeblood of the church. Uh, say that with me. New believers are the lifeblood of the church. New believers are the lifeblood of the church. They're also the lifeblood of other believers. We all need new believers in our lives. We need to help them grow and become more productive in the kingdom. When we help them grow, you're going to grow. You're going to be excited and reignited when you're helping somebody grow. Let me tell you this, when the church does not have a constant flow of new Christians coming in, the church is stagnating. It's not vibrant when you just get a bunch of folks transferring from other churches because they're coming in. Uh, they're coming in. They don't have no lifeblood. They're coming in. Half of them got church hurt. And the other half have hurt at the church where they left. So they ain't coming in with no fresh life blood. They're coming in and they're just telling you all the things that uh, they used to do at their old church that we, you ought to be doing here. And why don't y'all do it this way and that way and this way at our other church? We used to do this and that and all of that. Get some new believers that don't know nothing about church and excited. Well, whatever you do, they're glad. That, that's all they got. This is it right here. The work of the Great Commission is to do what? To preach the gospel and make disciples. That's what we ought to be doing. Every man and every woman who believes in the Lord is called to go and to proclaim his message. Every man. It's not left up to the pastor, to the ministry leaders, to the evangelists, the fivefold ministry gift. That's not their job. The fivefold ministry, what we call the Bible says that he gives prophets, apostles, teachers, pastors, and evangelists. It's not in their job description to go out and reach people for Christ. You know what their job description is? To train the saints so the saints can go do the work of the ministry. 
But we made it their job is to do all the preaching and the reaching. No, that's your job. We're, we're some, once you get them in here, we're to help them get lined up, trained up, so they can go do some more of what you, used to, what you should be doing. He gives apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists to train the saints for the work of the ministry. But the, the saints train us that we have to do everything. Why? Because we want to be fed. I want to go where I can get fed. So what, what you going to do after you get through being fed? You know, just like you do when you go to the buffet. You get fed, then what? I go home and I, ooh, I'm ready to wrap back now. We go and we get fed. And so we go home and we just wrap back and we do nothing with what we've got fed with. And then we come, come back and get fed again. And when we stop feeding you, when we shut the buffet off and tell you to go to work, then you want to go to another church because you got church hurt. This is Jerry G. Martin once again. I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this message today as we brought you the Word of God to help you to grow, to help you to be productive in the kingdom of God as this is our day and this is our time to lead our families, to make a difference in the world, and to bring other people to Jesus Christ. God is not caught off guard about the things that are going on in our culture, in our country, in our economy, and in our families. He is on the throne and he is working. He's just looking for his people to rise up and participate with him in what he would like to do at this day and this time. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can hear it on our podcast, The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can hear today's message or previous messages that have aired on this station. I invite you to visit our website at lowcf.org for more information. Now, I want to take a moment to invite you to be my guest. Every Sunday in the month of July, I will be on a special series called God's Blessings for Tough Times. I know that a lot of people are going through some very challenging times now. We have some controversy and confusion in our country, but God always blesses his people no matter what's going on. So come and join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Umber Road. Let me mention the Beacon Bookstore on our campus. For books and Bibles and Sunday school materials or whatever you need, call us at 281-441-2885. 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.